Have you ever heard of the seminary in the desert? Yes, I said seminary in the desert. This is an actual place where God trained people to serve Him. If you haven't heard about this desert, stay tuned, because this is the topic Dr. Charles E. Fuller will be speaking on today, and it's one you won't want to miss. It's all coming up on today's edition of the Old Fashioned Revival Hour. Christian Heritage Ministry, in cooperation with Fuller Seminary, proudly presents the Old Fashioned Revival Hour, an international broadcast of the Gospel with Dr. Charles E. Fuller. Welcome to another broadcast of the Old Fashioned Revival Hour. In the weeks and months following Jesus' ascension into heaven, the religious leaders in Israel began a campaign of persecution upon Jesus' disciples and their converts. But God had a plan to turn that around. He chose to convert and train one of the worst of the persecutors of Christians, molding him into a vessel he could ultimately use to carry the gospel message to the ends of the earth. The text Dr. Fuller will be using today is found in the book of Acts chapter 9 verse 23. Turn to that text while we listen to the beautiful gospel music of the choir and quartet as the program gets underway. After Dr. Fuller's message, I'll return with information on how you can contact us for a free copy of today's message or a catalog of music and other resources available from this ministry. Thank you. 
meets me in this world below. Anywhere without him dearest joys would fail. Anywhere with Jesus I am not afraid. Anywhere, anywhere fear I cannot know. Anywhere with Jesus I can safely go. Anywhere with Jesus I need fear no ill. Though temptations gather round my pathway still, He Himself was tempted that He might help me. Anywhere with Jesus I may victor be. Anywhere, anywhere, fear I cannot go. Anywhere with Jesus I can safely go. Anywhere with Jesus I can go to sleep. When the darkening shadows round about me creep, knowing I shall wake and never more to roam. Anywhere with Jesus will be home, sweet home. Anywhere, anywhere, fear I cannot go. Anywhere with Jesus I can safely go. heavenly sunshine and sing it out as you've never done before, please. Lift it right up and make the old ether wave really vibrate, will you? And as you do it, sing through the first time, turn around and shake hands with as many people. Listen uh, with some dear friends here from the Prince Edward Islands up north and from the Belgian Congo. And I'd like to mention about a thousand other places you're from. But I make a special mention of those. Now, all the way through on Heavenly Sunshine. Heavenly. Turn right around. Give everybody a good handshake. I'm going to do. I saw one man there in the audience standing there, never a smile on his face, nobody to shake hands with him. Now, uh, I'm not even going to look at him, but I hope you'll smile next time. All together on Heavenly Sunshine. All right, really lift it up. Heavenly
Mrs. Fuller reads the letters, I'm happy to make this announcement that the old-fashioned revival our quartet will be on the worldwide facilities of the Armed Forces Radio Service in Way Back Home program, heard by the United States Armed Forces at overseas bases around the world on May the 15th, that's a Friday. Glad to do it, fellas. You deserve it. Go ahead, honey, and read the letters. My, that's wonderful, isn't it? No quartet like them, I think, in the country. From Lansing, Michigan, dear friends, we were glad to receive your card concerning how firm a foundation, and we did go to the service last night where it was shown. It was excellent, and my brother and I both enjoyed it very much. We're so interested in the seminary and all of your work, and we want to do our part faithfully to help you carry on. A lovely letter from Dr. E.S. Fish one of the greatest medical missionaries of our time, who served God so many years in China. With his wife, the two of them together served 72 years. Think of that. Then two years they ministered to the lepers in a leprosarium in the Hawaiian Islands. It makes us feel very humble but very thankful when this great man of God writes, Dear brother, we never forget your ministry during the two full years we were in the leprosarium. My, what a source of blessing and real strength your programs were to us all then, and what a privilege it has been to be numbered among your prayer helpers since. May God bless with his special blessing that family, two daughters in the mission, on the mission field, a physician's son taking graduate work in surgery in order to serve God wherever he may be called. Great folks, these missionaries. Well, friends, I know that many of you have been praying for the woman who wrote us from an eastern city some time ago, saying that she is a hopeless alcoholic, one who had had a fine position, but who had become a victim of drink. She did not sign her name. She must know that we would keep her name and address absolutely confidential, and we know that if we could write to her, we could help her. So I wish that she would write again and let Mr. Fuller write to her as we pray for her. She did listen again, though she'd said she would not after listening the once and writing us. And she said the songs were so lovely, some of the favorite favorites, when she used to sing in the choir at home when she was a different person. Well, now she is so discouraged. Oh, she's a dear. So appealing is her letter. And our hearts go out to her in love. I don't feel I should read to you much of her letter. 
But I know many of you will be glad to know that we have heard from her because a good many have asked me about it and are praying daily for her. She says, I have not listened since I wrote you several months ago until today, but I'm sorry I ever heard your program here in this shabby room on Skid Row. I had adjusted myself to this miserable life, but now I am all mixed up after hearing your program. Oh, Mr. Fuller, I do want to stop drinking and be normal, but I can't stop. But no one would understand. Today you sang two of my favorite songs of the long ago, In the Garden, and one about Though vile as he takes all my sins away. Once I believed those words, but I have forgotten all about them as the years passed, those awful years, and I was contented when I was half drunk. But now, since hearing you, I do not find contentment in the bottle. But only torment, day and night, utterly hopeless. What can I do? Well, I would like to say that though she can't do anything, there is one who loves and can help her. Christ, the Son of God, the one who walked the dusty roads of Galilee and who knew fatigue and loneliness when he was here on earth and who was tempted as we are, but who knew no sin. He understands our human needs and weaknesses, and he loves and understands this woman and her needs. And he does not condemn her. He is all-powerful. He can work miracles and has done so in thousands of cases like hers and has brought absolute deliverance. I hope she's listening today. She could go to the Salvation Army and they would help her gladly. She could go to Alcohol Anonymous there in the telephone book and they could help too, though I doubt if they could give her the spiritual help she needs. But there is one who can help her. And I'd like to give her Hebrews 7:25 from the Bible. And may the Holy Spirit enlighten her eyes and her heart as she hears this and her mind. Wherefore he is able to save them to the uttermost who come unto God by him, seeing he ever liveth to make intercession for them. And that is Christ who would be praying for her if she comes to God through him. He's now at the right hand of the Father and will intercede and pray for her and uphold and strengthen and deliver her. He's done it for hundreds of others and he can do it for this person if she will just abandon herself unto God. Many of us will be praying for her and if she can write to us, we'd be so glad to hear from her. Christ can deliver and restore her. We're praying that he may be able to do this for her and that she will write us again. And that is all for today, friends.
Thank thee, Heavenly Father, for thy word, which tells us to think it not strange when fiery trials do come, the trial of our faith, which is much more precious than gold that perishes. And we thank thee that this is the day of our humiliation, that we can enter into the fellowship of thy sufferings and know more about thee, and that the way of the cross does lead home for thy Son is the way, the truth, and the life, and no man cometh unto the Father except through and by him. We pray thy special blessing upon the broadcast, the words that thou hast spoken may sink into the hearts of those now darkened and alienated from thee, that they may come sweetly to the foot of the cross and be saved, for we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen.
to the Old Fashioned Revival Hour with Dr. Charles E. Fuller. His message for today is titled, Paul's Early Training on the Backside of the Desert. Open your Bibles to the book of Acts, chapter 9, verse 23, as we rejoin the broadcast. I'll provide additional information after Dr. Fuller's message. Oh! 
May we stand, please, and sing one verse and chorus of number 142. Number 142, The Way of the Cross Leads Home. and turn to the ninth chapter of the book of Acts, and will you be especially in prayer today that the words, God's words, sharper than any two-edged sword, may accomplish whereunto it is sent for. We have the promise that it will never return void. You remember in this chapter, as far as we've gone so far, that we've seen Saul in his unregenerated condition a Pharisee of the Pharisees, a member of the Sanhedrin, going out against the disciples of the Lord at Damascus. And we find in the opening verses, Saul yet breathing out threatenings and murders against the disciples of the Lord, went unto the high priest and desired of him letters to Damascus, to the synagogues, that if he found any of this way, 
whether they were men or women, he might bring them bound unto Jerusalem. Now notice the wording, please, that if he found any of this way, this speaks of the faith of the believers who have found the way, the truth, and the life. No man coming unto the Father except through and by the Lord Jesus Christ. And this is the new and living way that Hebrews speaks of. And we find that disciples of the Lord are those who have come the way. And that way is through the cross of Calvary, through the shed blood, the substitutionary atoning death of God's beloved Son on Calvary's cross. And here we see Saul going out, breathing threatenings and murders against the disciples, those who have found this way, the exodus. And the great problem is, how are you, my unregenerated friend, dead in trespasses and sin and without hope and without Christ? How are you going to find the way out? And the only way to find the exodus from out from under the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience, is to hear the gospel. And God's word says, He that heareth my word and believeth on him that sent me hath everlasting life and shall not come into condemnation or judgment, but is passed from death unto life. My word, you find it points to Christ who is the way, and then, having received Christ as your personal Savior, you become a child of God through faith in Him. Thank you, honey. It come just in time. All right. The radio audience doesn't know what happened. I'll tell you later. <laughs> and so, we find Saul going out against those disciples. But notice the wording here, please. When he, after his conversion, being led by the hand into Damascus, to the house of Judas, Ananias, one of the way, coming to tell him of things, Paul receiving his sight, being filled with the Holy Spirit and was baptized. Now notice the 19th verse. What a change. And when he had received meat, he was strengthened. Then was Saul certain days with the disciples in Damascus. What a change. You who are outside of the household of faith, afar off, alienated and cut off from the life that's in Christ, you know nothing of this sweet fellowship. And here is Saul, a murderer with his hands red with human blood, zealous, Determined on the way he saw the risen Lord going out against the disciples. And now he is with the disciples at Damascus. That speaks of the unity of the fellowship that's in Christ Jesus. God says he'll take your sins, though they be as scarlet, put them behind his back, never to remember them against you anymore forever washed away, loosed, and then you can have fellowship with those that have been born again after you have entered into relationship with God the Father through Christ 
who is the way, the truth, and the life. I can't make it any plainer. Now, I want you to notice these words, the 23rd verse of the ninth chapter of Acts. And after many days were fulfilled. Now, that's an expression that has an indefinite length of time. And after many days, now this is where you need to learn the blessed lesson of comparing Scripture with Scripture. After many days, we find, according to Galatians, the first chapter, verse 18 especially, that these many days before he came back to Damascus, he left Damascus, went away for a period of three years, came back to Damascus. And between verses 22 and 23, there's a period of three years. Where was he? Turn in your Bibles, please, to the first chapter of Galatians. And there you'll find what happened uh, to Paul, or who was formerly known as Saul. Now, this is where you need to compare and know what the Word has to say. Now, notice beginning at the eleventh verse. But I certify, brethren, that the gospel which was preached to me is not after men, for I neither received it of men, neither was I taught it, but by the revelation of Jesus Christ. Then dropping down to the fifteenth verse, but when it pleased God who separated me from my mother's womb and called me by his grace to reveal his Son in me that I might preach him among the heathen, immediately I conferred not with flesh and blood. Neither went I up to Jerusalem to them which were apostles before me, but I went into Arabia and returned again unto Damascus. Then after three years, he came back to Jerusalem. Now listen to me, and, and here is a very blessed lesson. God seems to have it in his divine plan before he can reveal unto you the work he has laid out before the foundation of the world, before you can become a vessel under honor prepared under every good work. He has a way of taking his own in the backside of the desert, so to speak, and there in the university of the desert and in the seminary of the desert for them to sit at the Lord's feet. Now notice, Saul sat at the feet of Gamaliel, the greatest teacher of his day. Perhaps none has ever equaled the learning and the wisdom of Gamaliel since Gamaliel's time. Paul, Saul, sat at his feet, and he was a Pharisee of the Pharisee, the Hebrew of the Hebrews, and is touching the righteousness of the law, perfect. But after his conversion, God gently leads him into the backside of the desert, into Arabia, and for three years he's at the feet of the greatest of all teachers, the Lord Jesus Christ. And when I look in the Old Testament, the third chapter of Exodus, I find these words about Moses. 
whom God had to prepare to become the great deliverer of the children of Israel in bondage in Egypt. Now notice, now Moses kept the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian, and he led led the flock to the backside of the desert and came to the mountain of God, Mount Sinai, even unto Horeb. And there, now notice it, an angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a flame of fire out of the midst of the bush. And he looked, and behold, the bush burned with fire, and the bush was not consumed. Beloved, forty years God prepared Moses to become the great deliverer of his people Israel, pre-shadowing Christ our deliverer. And as the Lord was tested forty days and forty nights in the wilderness, the number forty is always a testing number. He had to take forty years to prepare his servant. God doesn't raise an oak in a moment. And so when I turn to the New Testament, especially First Timothy, the third chapter, verse three, verse six, it says this, lay hands on no man suddenly. I am a little bit perturbed when someone comes upon the scene like a flash without any training. I mean going through spiritual deep lessons and coming across. I've seen them go down like a meteor. Now notice, for not a novice, lest being lifted up with pride, he fall into condemnation of the devil. God can't trust you unless you know what it means to go through the sufferings and the fellowship of his sufferings, and he can't use you unless you have been on the backside of the desert and have sat at the feet like Mary of old. Now, I'm in no wise trying in any way to compare myself to even Moses or any of these, but I thank God that after my conversion, for the experiences of going up into the lumber camps, and into the mining camps of the West, and out into the neglected places in the backside of the deserts, and then to pastor a little country church at the crossroads in the country place, and then to be placed upon one little 100-watt radio station to be trained, for little did I dream, that God was going to put us in front of the microphone to speak to our nation, international, world audience. God can't use a man unless he has gone through deep trials. And Mrs. Fuller and I know what it means to go through deep trials. Don't you forget it. And we can comfort you wherewith we have been comforted. And it teaches us to be quiet to be still, to be men and women of deep convictions, to stand steadfast, unmovable, and not be carried about by every wind of doctrine. God had to take Saul on the backside of the desert. Now notice, and in this letter to the Galatians, 
After many days, what did he find there in Arabia? He found, first of all, according to the first chapter of Galatians, that he was to be an apostle. Now notice it. First chapter. Paul, an apostle, not of men. I did not receive my commission at the hands of the apostles in Jerusalem, says Paul. Neither by men, but I received my apostleship by Jesus Christ, God the Father, who raised him from the dead. And he was defending his apostleship. And then, blessed be God, on the backside of the desert, God revealed unto him the gospel of the grace of the Son of God. And in those hours, he learned that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. He learned whether you're deep in sin or a moral sinner or a religious sinner, you are in need of the redemption that God has for you in Christ Jesus. And writing to the Roman church, he sums it all up and says, Now listen, all have sinned. The wages of sin is death. And he learned the great truths of justification by faith. God revealed unto him. He's saying to the Galatian believers, I taught you the gospel of the grace of the Son of God, verse 6 of chapter 1, and I marvel now because Judaizing teachers have come down from Jerusalem to upset you and get you under bondage of the law, saying, ye must do this, ye must do this, ye must do this. I marvel that you're so soon removed from him that called you into the grace of Christ under another gospel. Then he goes on and he pronounces a curse and condemnation and damnation upon a man even what his standing may be. Or an angel from heaven preach any other gospel than this gospel of the grace of the Son of God. Let him be damned. And now notice, Paul also had it revealed to him that in the second chapter of the book of Romans, let me read it to you and I'll bring it to a close. These are not my words. The 16th verse. Here it is, sinning friend, dead in trespasses and sin. For in the day when God shall judge the secrets of men by Jesus Christ according to my gospel, you're going to have to stand before God someday and give an account You've heard the gospel that Christ died for your sins, was buried, rose again the third day according to the Scriptures. What have you done? Have you turned your back upon the offer of grace and trampled underfoot the precious blood of Christ? You're going to have to give an account and be judged for notice. And I close with this. These are not my words but God's words found in Second Thessalonians chapter 1. Here it is. Seeing it is a righteous thing with God to recompense tribulation to them that trouble you, and to you who are troubled, rest with us when the Lord Jesus shall be revealed from heaven with his mighty angels in flaming fire, taking vengeance on them that know not God. Now listen and that obey not the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. 
And Paul could stand up before kings, suffer imprisonment, shipwreck, false accusations. And he said, I tell you, I delivered unto you the gospel. He defines that gospel. And then he winds up with this. He's saying, those that of you who pay not the gospel shall be punished with everlasting destruction from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of his power when he shall come to be glorified in his saints and to be admired in all them that believe. You're face to face with God. I've pointed you to the Lamb of God which taketh away the sin of the world. Dare you leave this building or dare you leave the radio and not settle your eternal destiny? For if you die in your sins, you cannot come where Jesus is. But you'll go out a lost, soul out in double darkness forever and ever, without hope, without Christ, without God, unless you repent. But God says, Whosoever will may come, and him that cometh unto me I will in no wise cast out. And let the blood of Jesus Christ, God's Son, cleanse us from all sin. The decision is up to you. What will you do with Jesus? Let's bow our heads in prayer. Friends in the radio audience, God is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Whosoever will may come. Will you kneel where you are? Say from an honest heart, God be merciful to me, a sinner, and save me for Christ's sake. God bless you. Continue in prayer as we leave the air. This is Charles E. Fuller bidding you goodbye and God's richest blessing upon you. My friends, Dr. Fuller's messages are intended to give you assurance that when you die, you will be with the Lord. If you are not a Christian but responded to Dr. Fuller's call to commit your life to Jesus Christ, we have materials we'd be happy to send to you that will help you with that next important step. However, as Dr. Fuller has mentioned many times, man knows not the time of departure from this life, and there is no second chance after you die. There are several ways to reach us, by telephone on our toll-free phone number 1-800-977-6374 or if you prefer to write, address your letter to Old Fashioned Revival Hour, 700 Locust Street, Pasadena, California, 91101. We appreciate hearing from our listeners, so won't you take a few minutes and send us a letter or email to let us know you are listening and enjoy the program. It would be a great encouragement to us, and if you have memories of the old-fashioned Revival Hour, we'd love to hear those as well. We also publish a bi-monthly newsletter, Heart to Heart, which contains history and current news of the old-fashioned Revival Hour. We'd be happy to send it to you free of charge just for the asking. We also have a resource catalog that lists over 40 albums of music from the broadcast, along with other resources that are available. Included in the package is an introductory CD or cassette tape which has a sampling of the gospel music that is available. Contact us after the broadcast and we'll get your request on its way and there is no cost or obligation for these materials. In case you missed our address, I'll give that to you one more time. By telephone on a toll-free number 
1-800-977-6374. Or you can write to us at Old Fashioned Revival Hour, 700 Locust Street, Pasadena, California, 91101. And friends, this message is now being heard on over 100 radio stations across our nation and by short wave to the rest of the world. God is blessing the Old Fashioned Revival Hour and leading us to continue to broadcast the good news of the gospel by radio. Our request is for your prayers and support as we send out the message of salvation to a world that desperately needs to hear the good news of Jesus Christ. This Old Fashioned Revival Hour broadcast was produced on the campus of Fuller Seminary in Pasadena, California. And this is your host, Kurt Roberts, wishing you God's richest blessings until we return next week at this same time with another edition of the Old Fashioned Revival Hour.